Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get your free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash necessary blackness. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can access it from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognize no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Scrub Nail Boutique should be the reason why you break up with your nail salon. Ladies, if you want to get your nails done in the comfort of a safe haven atmosphere, Scrub Nail Boutique is the location. The grass is always greener where the products are. You should be treated better. You deserve better. Get an unlimited manicure membership for only $49 per month. Scrub Nail Boutique, located at 722 South Broadway, Baltimore, Maryland, 21231. Peace and power, Black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And this podcast is sponsored in part by Scrub Nail Boutique. And that family is a Black-owned business that uses plant-based products and that's located in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, Necessary Blackness Podcast is showcasing black nail salons, and we're doing this for free, family, because what we want to do is we want to show that we have black businesses that we can support that contributes to our community, and their thoughts, their actions, and their deeds reflect our overall view. By now, many of you have heard about the situation that happened in Brooklyn where a gang of Asian nail technicians assaulted a grandmother and her daughter who refused to pay for a botched $5 eyebrow wax. They paid for the manicure, the pedicure, but their eyebrows was messed up and she refused to pay the $5. As a result of that, She was detained by a male employee and was held hostage while she was beaten by several employees. One of them used a metal rod and they threw acetone on this young lady. This situation is not new. This has been happening for some time now. For those that don't know, recently there was a situation that happened in Tulsa. 
Oklahoma at Anna's and John's Beauty Supply. And the Asian man is seen on camera. And he has been recently arrested, I might add. But he punched a lady that was with her daughter in the face. And the reason why is because her daughter grabbed a 99-cent keychain without her knowledge and was walking out of the store. The man confronted her out of the store. An argument ensued. And this man punched her in the face. This is something that has been happening all across the country. And we need to spend our money and pull our resources and support our businesses instead of going to outside forces and entities that don't respect the black dollar. Markham X told us about the power of the black dollar. Marcus Garvey told us about the power of the black dollar. It was Marcus Garvey who said, buy black, think black, and everything else will work itself out. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to take control of our community by empowering businesses that operate in our community that are owned and controlled by us. We are the holders and keepers of ourself and predicament. We can no longer support those that seek to subjugate us, to assault us, to belittle us, and don't put back in our community. We have many viable businesses that we can support. But before we do any of that, the first thing we're going to have to do is to debunk the false narrative that black businesses equal bad and poor service. If you go back, family, between the year of 1940 and 1950, you will see that the black poverty rate fell by 40%. Blacks at that time, which was during the Jim Crow era, they had a higher rate of income than whites. And this happened because back then, they had more black-owned businesses, black-owned banks, stores, cars, dealerships, black real estate companies that rented properties to blacks. The money was pooled and stayed within the community. It wasn't only until integration came along in the 1960s that we began to spend our money outside of our community. More of our people was employed and worked for themselves or either worked for a black business. Today, that is very unlike that you will see individuals pooling their resources together and building businesses. We have to get back to that. If not, we're not going to be an economically viable people. We're going to remain on the bottom rung of the economic ladder. And that is going to be done from several entities and outside forces that seeks to capitalize on our $1.3 trillion spending power. So what are you saying, Raheem? Are you saying that we should not do business with Asians? We should not do business with whites or other ethnic groups? Absolutely not. We should do business with anybody that respects our dollar. If we own a business and they want to patronize it, by all means, allow them to patronize it. What you got to understand is, in order to put out fires, you got to deal with the people who own the water. And right now, 
They own the money. So we have to do business with them. You need money to get power. And you need power to protect the money. And when you have that power to protect your money, you can do like the Chinese do. The Chinese have Chinatown. You can do like the Italians do. The Italians have Little Italy. And no other ethnic group has to worry about being physically assaulted. What you have to understand is physical war gets control, but psychological war maintains control. We have to be psychologically smarter than them. We have to strategically think this thing out. And if there's a time and a need for us to go to physical war, then we will do that. But we have to be smart. You know, I read a quote a long time ago, right? And the quote said that when we get our income tax, we go to Indian stores to cash out checks, an Asian hair salon, a corner store owned by Arabs, and a white department store owned by whites. Why is that? When we have viable black businesses that we can frequent and that we can spend our money in. You know, Nuri Muhammad, he says that we spend money we don't have to buy things we don't need from people who we don't like to impress people we don't even know. We got to be more smart. We got to be more strategic. Now, I don't know if many of y'all are following me on Facebook. If you are, then you already know a lot of the things that I post. I get up under a lot of people's skin. I got a lot of white trolls on there. I got a lot of black handkerchief head Negroes on there. If you're not following me, go to uh, Facebook and you can follow me at, at Raheem Shabazz. You can also catch me on Instagram. You also catch me on Twitter and my handles at Raheem Shabazz. I'm going to go to a quick commercial break real quick. And when I come back, I'm going to read you some of the comments that I've been receiving from black people. And, and, and some of them are white too. But specifically, we're going to focus on our people. And I want y'all to listen to these comments of individuals that are diametrically opposed to us coming together and having economic prosperity and doing for ourselves and supporting our own. Stay tuned, family. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I am your host, Raheem Shabazz. Yo, check out the award-winning docuseries, Elementary Genocide. This docuseries provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. This docuseries features Dr. Umar Johnson, Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, Killer Mike, David Banner, Professor James Small, Kaba Kamene, and so many other people. Check out Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline, Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, and the latest installment, Elementary Genocide 3, the Academic Holocaust. It's all available now at elementarygenocide.com. Tune in for the drop. I am Dr. Kira Taylor. And when I'm tired of listening to fake news, I will listen to some real news and I will check into the Necessary Blackness podcast with my friend Raheem Shabazz. 
Ayim Shabazz is one of my guys from way back, and you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Stay tuned. This is a co-op cultivated roots media, and I choose to tune in to Necessary Blackness because staying connected to my blackness is very necessary. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> now our feature presentation. Peace and power, black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are back from our quick commercial break. And for those that are just joining us, today's topic is when boycotting is not enough. That's right, family. We have to do more than boycott. But what I want to do real quickly, I want to read a couple of posts that was, well, the comments that was under my post on Facebook in regards to the situation that happened at the Asian nail salon. And this post I keep saying post, but this comment is from a sister. And this is what she said. She said, I know people don't like the devil's advocate, but in order to have a successful business, you have to compete in prices. How do you think Walmart came in and crushed all the mom and pop store? Local or not, black or white, who cares? It's all about green. Loyalty has no color. Now, this post was by a sister that didn't see the fact that another sister was assaulted in a beauty salon in the community in which she lived, in the community in which she paid taxes. But worse than that, family, you have other posts, and I'm not going to read all of them, but there's individuals saying that that elderly lady and her daughter and her granddaughter deserve every hit and lick that they got because they should have known better. They should have never walked their black ass, and that's their words, into that beauty salon. Let me tell you something. There was a time when I didn't have the knowledge of self. There was a time you didn't have the knowledge of self. And those that are said person of that ability, it's up to us to inform our people. Some of them is going to get it. Some of them is not going to get it. And it might take tragic incidents like this to happen in order for that elderly lady, that young lady, to get the facts of what we are dealing with and that we got to shop and support our own. You don't ostracize and criticize those that don't know better because when they know better, they do better. And it, it, it's, it's a shame that we are even dealing with this. But I want to give a shout out to those sisters. And I said sisters because I watched the video. And they are the ones that's down there that's holding the line and that's protesting. And it's been over seven days now that that store has been shut down. And they had a councilman come out there and speak on behalf of the community. So they're not just asking for individuals to boycott. They're having councilmen. They had a senator, and his name is Jesse Hamilton, and he came out and spoke. And there was another individual that was supposed to come, and he keeps saying that he's going to come, and he hasn't came out, never addressed the community. But guess what? He's up for re-election, and they are calling him out, and they're going to make sure that he don't get re-elected again. And this is a black senator. 
So that's what we have to do. We have to hold their feet to the fire. Those that say they represent us and those that we put in the office. No longer can we just have black faces in high places. We got to have black faces that represent our interests. So what we're going to do right now, I'm going to play y'all a clip just to let y'all hear what's going on out there. Because it's bigger than a protest. The protest already shut the store down. How long it's going to be shut down, that remains to be seen. But they are putting in the place mechanism so that black beauty salons and other black businesses are going to be open. That they're going to thrive in the community. And this is a wake-up call. It ain't just about a boycott. It's about building businesses. It's about building structure. And it's always about accountability. Because we have to let them know that black folks are not proposition on the capacity to forgive. We will not forgive and we will never forget. So with that said, I'm going to go to this clip and let y'all hear from the front lines. Those sisters that are actively out there fighting for freedom, justice, and equality and trying to liberate us as a people. So this is me again here. I am uh, on Flatbush Avenue between Church and Winthrop. I am with a bunch of community members. I'm going to turn this way so we can see the community members. We're in front of this establishment right here that has been shut down for, I guess I would say, about a week now. So we're here this evening in the rain once again uh, seeking justice for Christina. We also want answers from our elected officials. Uh, last evening I did come outside around 9.30, between 9.30 and 10 p.m. and did have a opportunity to have a personal, con a direct conversation, I guess you would say, with our New York State Senator, Jesse Hamilton. Um, I voiced concerns about the silence of our black politicians, especially those black males uh, that do not speak up or show out uh, after we have voted them in, but when atrocities against black women are committed, the silence is also complicity. And so uh, there has to be more work done on that front. We vote you in and yeah, and a level of accountability. So the other thing we talked about are some resources that are long overdue for, to the black community and Flatbush especially. We need vocational education programs, we need a pipeline to start black businesses, we need the, an equitable and an equal distribution of wealth for the black community here in Black Flatbush. The black constituents have voted these politicians in. Um, so we will be meeting with Senator Hamilton again at some point this week and so there should be a follow-up but we don't want just words, we want direct action. actions, we want direct results, we want opportunities and a pipeline to, con to continue creating black economics in Flatbush that is sustainable business. The other thing that we want to touch on uh, is that we still have an individual who's missing. His face is on a milk carton. And so if anyone has seen the borough president of Brooklyn, uh, he knows who we are. He knows where we are. He knows where we, where we be. We be at the same places every day. You know, from this event and every time we see a black person, a black man, woman, or child that is killed or abused or disrespected because of white supremacy and racism, it traumatizes everyone and so right now we want results we want to kick out people who do not respect us and those businesses that should not be here in the community and we want resources and we want levels of accountability the other thing is that we're calling for action we're calling for all of our black folks to buy black and to sort black to support black owned businesses and to also come out and support the cause as well we've been passing around information
information about black nail salons within our area. People have been going to them. As a quick update, the location that's uh, supposedly beautiful, apple red, red, red apple, apple whatever, nails, whatever on Nostrand and Winthrop Street, they have been getting no business. So they've been getting a couple people going in, some of the same people going in every day. I mean, I don't know if people actually get their nails done every single day, if they're getting paid, or they just wanna know what's going on, or if they're undercover agents, or whoever, whoever they may be. It's the same couple people going in, and I would say that like on average, based off of what I've seen, it's about eight to 10 customers actually getting services um, when usually they're usually like 50 customers or however many customers in these two establishments. So whoever this entity is or whoever the uh, those owners are, they are hurting, they are suffering, they are angry, um, and we're going to shut them down. So we have to do this every single day and, and, and yes. put people on blast and yes. put people's yes. faces on milk cartons. Yes. Yeah. Then that's yeah. what we're going to have to do. We, gotta we do don't have to. And, then, and I've also seen messages from certain politicians um, who, who we've already named who are trying to convince other people to tell us to simmer it down. There's no simmering no, down here. No, 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 yeah, no. This, to, no, no, no. You, this is what, what you I, see is what you say get. It's not going to change. I would right. say if it was police brutality, Reverend Al Sharpton and all these other politicians would be here because it will benefit them financially. This doesn't benefit them financially, so nobody want to come forward to, to be the voice of the community but females, us mothers. And we, are, mothers we are the ones every, every day single day. In the rain, rain or shine, and these snow. are the faces these you are the faces see that make changes in yes. this community. Every I day. do not no longer live in this community. However, I lived on Martins 30 some years ago. I had a child that was born on Martins 30 some years ago. This so this is my home. Yes, I worked just right. across the street many years yes. ago. Yes. So this so, is my old stomping ground. So, so what I'm going to say right now to the District Attorney uh, Eric Gonzalez, what I'm going to say to the so-called uh, borough president of Brooklyn, Eric Adams, um, you can come out here and show your face. We're not going to continue calling, we're not going to continue sending emails, and we're not going to allow you to tell people, to tell them to use their voices to, 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 to let us be patient and all of this stuff. We have a lot of questions, we need answers, and we actually want results, and we're creating, we're creating uh, accountability. We will yeah. vote you out. Yeah. You know who we are. You yeah. know what the you, you got my vote for all these many years, and you're going to vote out because we're going to we're going to let everybody yeah. know in the community. Yeah. I do not I vote you out. I knew Marty Martha would shoot. I out. Was very big to fail. I knew Marty Martha would shoot. Were very fail. You big to fail. Nobody can vote you. are now fired, Eric Adams. We're not going to stop and we're not going to allow people to bamboozle us. We're not going to let these men sit back in office and try to tell their constituents what to do or to, how, to, how to control the narrative and they're not actually out here. We're not asking you for any personal uh, information about investigations or anything like that. We have questions about resources. We want to know what the long-term solutions are that are going to create a sustainable black economy in Flatbush, Brooklyn, or else you're done. So right now, you know who I am because all of y'all have seen my videos. Elected officials, yes, I've heard about your complaints. So you see who we are, you know who we, you know who we are, you know what the requests are, and we're not going anywhere. So I just, I just want to say one thing, and that's very important for everybody to know, all over New York, all over Brooklyn, Harlem, Queens, wherever you at, that as y'all see, the leadership 
of this movement, the leadership is African women. They're taking an anti-colonial stance and everybody has to recognize, now all you reactionaries that want to put black women in the background, the leadership of this movement is African women. We must understand that. The leaders of the, Af of the African anti-colonial movement in Brooklyn, Harlem, all over New York, all over the world is African women. And they're standing strong, they're winning, they will win. We will. We are winners. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else you want to close us out? Um, the struggle continues. Every day, we're going to be out here. We ain't stopping. You know, they expect, every time issues like this come up, they expect us to, after a few days, for it to be over, and then it's back to business as usual. This time, is no business as usual. We're going to shut them down. And another thing, why is Eric always siding with the enemies of our people? You know, when the elite school issue came down and he was on one side, a week later, he was on a totally different side. When the Peter Liang uh, uh, deal went down, he was on one side, and then a, a few weeks later, he was on another side. You know, we're not gonna tolerate that in this community. No more sellouts, no more siding with the enemies of African people. Uhuru. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are our sisters and a few brothers that are on the front line and they are out there in Brooklyn and they are fighting the good fight. And if I was in Brooklyn today, I'll be out there as well. And what we have to do is we have to raise those sisters' voices up. We have to support those sisters. And if you know of a black beauty salon, make sure you go out and support that. And speaking of black uh, beauty salons and nail salons, uh, the R&B singer Tiana Taylor, many of y'all might know her, uh, she signed to Good Music Records, and that's Kanye's West record label. She has a nail salon, and it's called Junie B Nails, and it's on 2330 Adam Clayton Boulevard, and that's in Harlem, New York. Make sure y'all go and support that sister. She did something that was very revolutionary. She held a press conference with the loved ones and the actual individual that was assaulted in the Asian uh, nail salon. And she offered them lifetime pedicures and manicures. And she is helping that family out and doing the best that she can for them. But this goes to show you the power of black people. We have the power and don't even realize it. There are many people that live in that community that probably don't even know that there's a black business that's right down the street that does nails. That you can go and you can shop and you can frequent. So what we're going to do, we're going to go to the small clip of Tiana Taylor. And we're going to listen to her at a press conference. And then we're going to come back and we're going to wrap this up. Because I got to get out of here, family. I got a lot going on. Um, so let's go to this clip real quick. And um, this, is just, this is just proof of why we need more. We need more black businesses. Why it's so important. And um, them to have went through what they went through was just completely horrible. And... You know, I just wanted to let you guys know that you guys have a lifetime of services from Junie B forever. Whenever you want to come, free nails, feet, 
eyebrows, eyelashes, makeup, braids, I don't care if you shirt spray painted, whatever. You are forever, forever welcome to Who Be Now. I don't know if y'all was able to hear that, but that was uh, Tiana Taylor, and she was uh, consoling the family. Um, they were surprised, and um, they was grieving, and she was consoling them and telling them they're going to be all right. So in the words of Kendrick Lamar, we going to be all right. So family, I do have to get up out of here, but before I go, I want to leave y'all with a few announcements. As y'all know, this month is Black August, and there is a national youth conference. So this is for all homeschoolers, independent schools, elementary, high school, and college students, educators, parents. This one is for you, and it's free. And this takes place August 25th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there this year, but I do go every year. And this is taking place at the Pittman Community Center. And that's in Atlanta, Georgia. And you can go to Kalanji Changa's page on Facebook. There's more information about that. As y'all know, Kalanji Changa, he has the Safu Youth Corp. And they will definitely be in the building. FTP will be in the building. And this is a big event, family. Please, if you're in Atlanta, August 25th, make sure you go out and support. I will be in Baltimore, Maryland. I won't be there for a speaking engagement, but I will be there. And if there's anything happening that weekend in Baltimore, make sure y'all hit me up and let me know, family. I'll definitely come out and support. And September, remember this, family, for all my people on the West Coast, September 29th to the 30th, I will be out in L.A. for the Justice on Trial Film Festival. And there's more information about that on my Facebook page, it's on my Twitter page, and it's on my Instagram page. Uh, Elementary Genocide 3 Academic Holocaust has been selected for a screening at that film festival. I also will be there giving a lecture in 2014 for those that have been following me since then. Uh, we were selected for the first documentary, Elementary Genocide, School to Prison Pipeline, and it was packed. That one was done in Long Beach. This one is done at a different location. That was done at Long Beach uh, State University. This is at another college. But make sure y'all come out, see me, support. And if you don't have Elementary Genocide 1, 2, and 3, make sure you go to elementarygenocide.com and get you a copy. Also, we got Necessary Blackness podcast t-shirts on deck. We got your size. Make sure you put your order in. This is Raheem Shabazz. I'll see you next week. Same place, same time. Peace.